You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this Wednesday, November 11th. Good morning. How's everybody feeling today? I don't really need to ask that of the Met fans. Oh my God, they're so excited. Lots to run through on this Wednesday edition. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. So let's dive right in, shall we? Let's get right to it. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Today is day number 18 of the Regal Tumble. Today, today I think is important because today it's going to be fascinating because today, today is the day you're going to tell me a lot about you. Simply by your vote. Sometimes there's times where, you know, ah, you can make the argument this way, you can make the... If you have any taste whatsoever, today's the day I will find that out. Not with words, but with action. So we'll get to that. We have to, of course, start with the Mets. Because in case you did not hear, and if you didn't hear, tell me how you didn't hear. Because I would like to follow the steps that you follow. But in case you didn't hear, the Mets have a new owner. Steve Cohen finally completed step number 7,512 of the uh, the process to take over the New York Mets. And yesterday held his first press conference, took questions, laid out his vision for the team. And let me tell you, in case you missed it, everything was perfect. Everything was incredible. It was described as pitch perfect. Why was it described? Well, because of the things he said. He said he expects to win a World Series within the next three to five years. If the Mets didn't win a World Series within the next three to five years, he would consider it a disappointment. And i got to be honest with you. I heard about the press conference because I was taking a nap when it was actually taking place. And then, you know, you get up, you do some stuff around the house. I got, uh, I got classes to teach with the homeschooling and all that. And that, that never stops. So I then went back and watched the press conference after it had taken place and after I had seen some of the reactions to it. Never see a movie that people are telling you about and they're, oh, my God, you've got to see this. Oh, my God. The, the movie that was for me was The Hangover. People were telling me about The Hangover. Oh, for weeks, you've got to see this. Oh, my God, it's hysterical. And then I went and saw it, and, yeah, all right, I liked it. But it, was not, it did not live up to the advanced billing that everybody had told me about. And I kind of felt like when I watched the press conference yesterday and saw some of the comments, oh, my God, Steve Cohen, he didn't he didn't just hit a home run. He had a grand slam. And I went back and watched it. I was like, am, am I I'm missing something? Now, I'll grant you, I did not watch the entire thing. I think, you know, I watched a good portion of it. And I feel like I got the I got the bones, right? I got the bare bones of it, and I got the, the sense of what was going on. Because... The way I felt, the reason I felt that way is because the answers given, I don't know, I feel like they were pretty boilerplate answers. Not that they're wrong answers. That's what you want to hear. But it did, I don't know, man. I didn't hear anything that was like, oh my God, this guy, Steve Cohen, he's coming in and kicking butt and taking names. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even know if there's anything he really, I'll be fair. I don't know if there's anything he could have said yesterday that would have made me say, oh, my God, it's about actions, right? It's not about what you say. It's about what you do. So I'm going to judge him based on what he does. But the number one thing that Steve Cohen has going for him, nothing about yesterday. 
It's not his money. It's not the fact that he was a Met fan sitting in the upper deck. How come no Met fans ever sit down below? You ever hear? Yeah, I mean, not just Met fans. Any fan. Well, when I was a fan, we were always sitting in the upper deck. Nobody had a parent who had halfway decent seats. I don't know. Feels a little embellished. But it's not the fact that he has money or the amount of money he has or that he's not looking to make money. The number one thing that came across yesterday, and you knew this before Steve Cohen said a word, the number one thing is he's not the Wilpons. That's the best part of yesterday. That's the best part of the Steve Cohen move. He is not them. So just by that mere fact alone means it has to be better. The Wilpons did not run the team like a professional team operated in New York, one that has their own television networks. And I'm sorry for all the people who would tell me that Fred Wilpon wanted to win. Clearly, they did not want to win. That's what I always hear. Well, you know, this owner, he really wants to win. It's like when everybody thinks they have a good sense of humor, right? Like, not everybody has a good sense of humor, but everybody thinks they have a really good sense of, or they have really good taste. Everybody thinks they have good taste. Not everybody has good taste. And that'll get to the regal tumble a little bit later on. You have good taste. I know which way you're voting today. If you don't win a title in New York in, you know, or at least competing for titles consistently over a large stretch of time, either A, you don't want to win, or B, you're clueless. Uh, you can pick it. And for, for the Wilpons... I don't think that they really wanted to win, and I think to a certain degree they were clueless. So when Steve Cohen says the things that he said yesterday, uh, again, it's not that they're wrong. It's not that you don't want to hear them, but I did not take them to be, oh, my God. He would consider it a disappointment if the Mets don't win a World Series in the next three to five years. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes, the Mets have a good talent base right now. And if somebody comes in and spends appropriately and actually runs the team as it should be run, that's why the Wilpons' tenure was a disaster. The Mets have won one World Series in 51 years. That's one more than the Jets over that span. And we all agree they're a disaster. So the things he said are correct. But, I, I, look, I did not see them as groundbreaking stuff like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be unstoppable. But, I mean, again, the things that he said yesterday, they got people, he mentioned the name Cleon Jones. Oh, my God, I love Steve Cohen. He said he's going to sign free agents. I would like to, we're going to have ice cream with sprinkles. I, I don't know. I'm not here to be mediocre. Does anybody ever, has anyone ever come into a press conference after buying a team and say, you know, we're mediocre. I'll feel all right. <laughs> or I'm not here to make money. Has anybody, again, I bought this team because I have a machine in the back and it just prints billion-dollar bills. You've never seen a billion, that's because you're poor. I have billion-dollar bills in the back there. We're going to act like a, a major market team. Well, God, I would hope so. Or nobody remembers who finishes in second place. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, not wrong. But I don't know. It didn't really feel like the groundbreaking statement that everybody is making it out to be. He crushed it. He nailed it. He crushed what? I, I would think that by this point in this town, we've seen enough of these press conferences time and time again. Again, look, it was not, I mean, there's been some of them that have been outright disasters, right? Like, uh, I think uh, the first and foremost, if you were to say people 
who lost the room, lost the press conference right off the bat. I think you'd have to put Adam Gase right there. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think that in terms of if we were going the movie route again, that is the Godfather. That is Goodfellas in terms of just loot. I mean, just people. Like, what, what what is going on here? What 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 is, what is happening? The eyes and everything else. But there's been plenty of them where people have come in and said all the right things, and it didn't necessarily turn out to be, you know, it's easy to talk a good game. I think Phil Jackson, when he came in, he talked a good game. Or Dave Gettleman. Oh, my God. I remember being on the air for that press conference and the reaction by people. Oh, my God. He's going to come in and fix the offensive line. It looks like it's getting fixed now, but, it, you know, it's been a while. It's not exactly like he's, he's not knocked it out of the park. So I would just simply say all great things said, but I don't know. I, I, I didn't take it. It's not about what you say. It's about what you do. It's about what you do. So, uh, But it does feel like, and maybe it's just the, the non-Wilpon factor, that everything is bumped up a notch. Everything is, is taken to another level. Like when he fired the front office and he fired Brody when he got t- the team. Yeah, of course, that's what you're going to do. Brody wasn't very good at his job. Here's a new guy coming in. He wants to clean house. Of course. But the reaction to it was, oh, my, this is like the godfather. He's like Michael Corleone settling all family business. Uh, no. If you want a movie reference, I would. it's one of those movies you know the plot within five minutes. It's an M. Night Shyamalan production. It's not Francis Ford Coppola. It's uh, it's signs, or uh, what was one of the other ones that he had? What was the one with the, the 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 people that lived in the forest? Oh man, I can't think. The village. It was the village. When you're watching the village after five minutes, you're like, you know what? I think that this is happening right now. I don't think that this is happening in olden days. So I I don't know. I just maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's because I'm a Yankee fan. And I, look for yesterday. For the fans, it was great, but I would just simply say, yesterday, yesterday, that was the easy part. That was the easiest part of the whole equation. And now, because of the expectations that Steve Cohen and Met fans have, I think now becomes the hard part. Because now, they have to go out this offseason and have a major offseason. It's not good enough now to say, no, we're building for the future and build No, you got to go out and sign the big free, at least one and pro- probably more than one, right? If the Mets don't end up with George Springer or don't end up with Francisco Lindor in a trade or don't end up with JT Real Muto or Trevor Bauer, especially Bauer, after the things that have been said about him, that's what you, they have to go out and do that now. So yesterday for fans, great, but yesterday was easy. So uh, this is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York, in case you're just joining us. Uh, we talked about the Steve Cohen thing in the open there, and uh, I would have to say my, my, my takeaways are, A, he's not the Wilpons, right? So this guy looks like he has a clue and he cares. He's going to actually try to win. I don't believe that the Wilpons, they can tell you that they were they were desperate to win. That was not the the look of an organization that was desperate to win. And for everybody, all the owner, every owner, they'll tell you, oh, no, this guy, he really wants to win. Show me one owner where media people, people who cover, the, nah, this guy, he, he doesn't care about winning. He, he doesn't, it's, it's not, it's not, it's easy to say. 
And it's like almost like when people say, wow, this, i got a great sense of humor. Everybody thinks they got a great sense of humor. Everybody thinks they got a great sense of taste. But that's not always the case. So I would say Steve Cohen, clearly not the Wilpons. My other takeaway is I feel like a lot of the media people, I think they grew up as Mets fans. I mean, you know, to say, well, he wants to be like the Dodgers, right? That's the way they want to, oh, my, he wants to be like the Dodgers. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I think every team would like, you know, if, if you have somebody who has all, that should be the goal, right? Consistent uh, excellence year in, year out, being in the playoffs and, and, and finally winning one after 32 years. But there you go. It's a perfect example. Even the Dodgers, they won one title in 32 years. I mean, that's not exactly, uh, you know, knocking it out of the park. But everybody tells me that Steve Cohen, you know, he, he was fantastic. Oh, my God. It wasn't like you would think, aren't the, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like that. When you get to a certain age and you do this as a profession, you, there should be some level of, like, skepticism. You know, like, yeah, it's great to say things, but you got to prove it to me. you got to prove it to me. So now Steve Cohen and Sandy Alderson get about the, uh, the business of, uh, I guess, proving it to us. All right, I guess we'll hear from uh, some of Steve Cohen because maybe, maybe it was just first blush. Maybe it was just the first Passover that maybe I missed things that everybody else got, and it's, made, it's my fault. But let's hear from Steve Cohen yesterday uh, among the things that um, he said. Uh, and uh, among them, let's see, what do you got here? Um, he wants, get ready for this, people. He wants sustained success. I'm not in this for a short-term fix, okay? I'm, I'm really, like, thinking about this, of trying to build a sustainable franchise, okay? I don't want to be good one year and bad three years, okay? I want to be good every year. And that's the goal. Okay, oh my God. You know what, people? I'm wrong. I apologize. I, I'm wrong. Clearly, Steve Cohen, he wants to be good every year. He doesn't want to be great one year and then bad three years. That's different. That's big. That's, that's a headline. Put that on the back page. Uh, he also says, oh my, how did I miss this the first time? Maybe I should have watched the entire thing. Steve Cohen. Courtesy of SNY says he wants to be great. I'm not in this to be mediocre. You know, that's just not my thing. You know, I, I want something great. And I know the fans want something great. And so that's my goal, and that's that's what I'm going to do. Okay, well, there you go. S expectations set, expectations met. My goodness, what a, what a job. Uh, and he also says he likes talking to the fans. I grew up in Long Island, you know, I, I don't have a big ego, you know, I'm doing it for them, um, you know, I'm a low-key guy, and, and uh, I, 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 I relate to them, I know how they, I feel, I feel, like I know how they feel, and, and these are smart, these are smart fans, they know what they're talking about, and if they're emotional, that means they care, I'd rather have emotional fans that are passionate than fans that don't care. And so, you know, I think it's phenomenal, and, and I think it's, uh, I love talking to them, and, and I, I didn't know I would love talking to them. I did it, and I started enjoying it, and so I'm going to keep doing it. And, you know, there'll be times when, you know, things aren't going so well, so well and I'm still going to do it. He's going to block them. And just throw the block right out. No. Uh, well, look, that's a major change from the Wilpons. But, again, it gets back to my first point. He's just not the Wilpons. So I think that any, he could have said really anything yesterday. And as long as his eyes didn't look like they were chasing floating tacos, I think he would have been in good shape. 
and I don't really look at the things he actually said, there's not really anything he could say that would be like major ground shadow. Remember, it's not that long. When did Prokhorov buy the Nets? Because that's a perfect example. There's a guy that came in talking a big game, putting up billboards. And, and at that point, I remember thinking, well, maybe this guy is going to be hes going to be different. Maybe he is going to be able to turn around. Nothing, I mean, look, nothing. I mean, you know, it didn't have any prolonged success there. Didn't have really any success there. Now, this year, maybe they're expected to do big things. But that's long after Mikhail Prokhorov has sold his, his partner, his portion of the team. Um... What was the other one I wanted to say? Oh, yeah, here he is. Here's Steve Cohen. Again, this is groundbreaking stuff. I don't know why all the shows are just not playing this on repeat. Uh, Here's Steve Cohen wants to win a World Series within the next three to five years. Only one team wins the World Series every year, right? So that's a pretty high bar. But if I don't win a World Series in the next three to five years, you know, I'd like to make it sooner. Then, then you know, obviously, you know, I would consider that slightly disappointing. I would consider it majorly disappointing, right? Like, I mean, he's walking into a pretty good. Now, look, they were in last place, but that's not any indication of, I think, the talent level and the commitment level of the previous owners. So, I would say that I think Steve Cohen uh, walks into a very good situation, and if he is going to spend as the expectations now have been set. I mean, those expectations have been set. If the Mets don't go out this offseason and land at least one of the major free agents, Springer, Real Muto, uh, Bauer, at least one. I think they got to land at least two. I mean, to show that this guy is not, you know, it's all well and good to say we're going to, most teams, any team in New York, the Yankees should be signing a free agent. The Dodgers are going to sign a free, you know, teams are going to sign free agents. So simply to say, hey, you got George Springer and away you go. That doesn't really signify, and that doesn't live up to what the expectations are. The expectations are, here comes the new big, you know, bank account in baseball. (laughs) Got to go that way. And uh, that he is going to be, it's a new sheriff in town. And he's not going to uh, just simply, you know, again, he's not into being mediocre. I know this is huge news. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. Seven, six. Matt is in Marlboro. Matt, what's going on, my man? Gordon, good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, I was just saying that how I think Sandy Alderson and Steve Cohen definitely had a relationship stemming from 2015. Um, obviously, as we all know, uh, Alderson really kind of like recused himself from the job. We all know he had the heart attack, and we said, of course, this is so Mets. They're going to go all the way, and our GM, who's amazing, is going to kick the bucket. Like, how typical, you know, of any Jet Net lore kind of aura. Um, so I think he was pro- – I think the two of them had a really good relationship, and I think Steve Cohen really knew that he understood baseball, meaning Sandy Alderson, and he could have been the one who kind of convinced him to bring in uh, Cespedes back then to up the payroll, saying, look, I have a real chance to go all the way here. The division is wide open. I know we have the pitching to go all the way with Harvey and Syndergaard and DeGrom. Uh, and I think just from there, I think Steve Cohen and him had that, you know, that symbiotic relationship uh, from a business and a baseball standpoint. And, once he took over the team, he made him 
you know, like you said, the sheriff, he, he's the guy in charge, you know what I mean? And well, I mean, they're going to hire a head of base. I mean, Sandy's like the president of the whole thing. I think that they're going to hire uh, a head of baseball operations here before too long. And that that's, you know, I don't think it's going to be Sandy who is going to be the front guy for this. I think it's going to be somebody else that they bring in and that that guy's going to be really uh, running the organization. I know Sandy in the past has been the, the GM, but I think that there's going to be somebody else who's going to be that role and that that's the guy you're really going to judge uh, over this, you know, next whatever span of time. You can handle the day-to-day grind of baseball operations, but he's going to oversee things, you know, yeah. and I think he's a guy that Steve Cohen certifiably trusts stemming from that run, you know, five years ago, which seems like an eternity ago at this point. Um I don't know. I, I I think every Met fan, when we spoke about it in you know in my office and with my circle of friends, we love the move. You know, yeah. we never wanted to see but him I, go. But isn't but Matt? Isn't it mostly that it's just not the Wilpons? Of course, oh yeah. God. I mean, that's what uh, I mean, right? I mean, I don't know that you know Steve Cohen might be amazing. He might be the next guy who you know takes the Mets. And this idea as well, and Matt, thanks for the call, this idea that the Mets have uh, always been in the Yankee shadow is ridiculous. Because when I was growing up, it was the it was the Mets town. Now, it wasn't the Mets town for the span of time it's been the Yankees town, but it was the Mets town. You know, it, it, you know 84, Mets were, were knocking on the door, 85, 86, 87, really up until, I would say, what, 90, 91? And even then, the Yankees were really bad. In 1991, and it wasn't until you know 93 that you started to see things start to turn around uh, in the other direction. So this could absolutely be a Mets town again if Steve Cohen comes in and his group just you know knocks it out of the park. But I just, to me, it wasn't really about what he said yesterday. It's just the reaction, especially of the media, the fans. I get why you would be excited, why you'd be pumped up. But the media, who is supposed to kind of look at things with a skeptical eye, I, I just feel like that they, they are on the. I feel like most of them must have grown up with the the Mets sheets because it felt like a, it was like oh my god, it was like a party. I thought they were all gonna uh, go go on a ride together or something. Uh, Austin is in Jersey City. Austin, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon. Good morning. How are you, man? I'm good. What's up? Hey, before my call, I hit you with a quick little aphorism uh, apropos to the discussion. We're all Steve Cohen minus thirteen point nine 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 billion. Right, exactly. I don't know less than that. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's more or less the math of it. I, I think I, I agree with you. I think what what's going on here is that people are reading so much into this because the all, all this dough, all this cash has an amplifier effect in our, our collective perception. So people are, are, are sort of giddy and high on, on the vicarious billions that they're seeing as, uh, oh, my God, they're going to purchase this guy and that guy and that guy and this guy, and we're just going to do everything, and everybody's, everybody's trainer is going to have their own trainer. And, and you know, it's just going to be this unrealistic stuff. So basically I think that's that's much of what's going on here, man. Uh, Austin, th- and thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think but I, I think most of that ties into the fact that it's not the Wilpons, right? And the, the, the Wilpons didn't run things that way. And you're just so happy to be rid of him. Him, uh, I'm rid of them that you're just, uh, you, you know, that's what it all ties back to. That's what it all is about. So, uh, look, and, and Steve Cohen certainly does have the money that the Wilpons weren't willing to, uh, to, to use in, in, you know, with the Wilpons when Sandy was running things. It was like they always had to, it was like they were always searching the couch cushions for an extra change, right? Oh, well, we have to add to the bullpen, but I'm going to have to subtract some play. They didn't run it like a major 
league team based in New York. So, I, look, I, for Steve Cohen and for the Met fans, it, I think it's a brighter day, and I completely understand why you would be excited, but I think most of that, really nothing that he said yesterday, I know people are going to make it out like things that he said yesterday were groundbreaking, and oh my God, he, he won the press conference and all this type of stuff. Uh, show me. And, and now they have to show you, right? They have to be able to go out this offseason and land, to me, at least two major pieces, either Lindor and Real Muto or Bauer or Springer. they got to go out there and show that this is not just talk because this will sour very quickly. If the Mets go out and don't make any major moves or only make like, one, you know, maybe they sign Trevor Bauer and then the other moves they make are just, you know, kind of tweak here, tweak there then that will be a sign that this was just all talk. And uh, the, the expectation, that has already been set. What the realization will be, we'll find out. But the, the expectation, that has already been set. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. I know the Met fans are very, very excited. But you know what I'm excited about? Of course, the Regal Tumble. It has been continuing. It has been doing fantastic numbers. Very excited about them. And the Regal Tumble, we are now into day number 18 and i will say before we get to the reveal today today will tell me a lot about you so if i had i don't know words of wisdom i would just say don't screw it up don't mess it up today so yesterday day number 17 see how i did that math just in my head yesterday law and order entered the fray and already, Law and Order is leaving the fray. Very quickly in and very quickly out. Not it's not terrible numbers, you know, for a lot of the shows that have been one and done. Not terrible numbers, but uh, just could not compete. And unfortunately, if Law and Order, if this were an actual battle royal situation, with the amount of people that that Law and Order, I mean, think of all the people that they've employed. They've employed more people than a baseball team. They would have been able to do much better. But that's not how we're that's not how we're judging it, right? And there is a show that is vulnerable, clearly. So let's get to day number 18 of the Regal Tumble. So the three shows that are returning, and it is three shows, we have been flirting ever so close to a double elimination. Double elimination rules are if any show finishes the vote under 15%, that show, even if they're not in last place, automatically eliminated. We have been flirting with it a little bit, but not so far. So the three shows, the returning shows that we know are, of course, not, not the countdown yet, right? We would do the returning shows. There we go. Let's get the returning shows first. Yes, obviously, Sopranos, very, uh, very impressive performance so far from the Sopranos. Also returning is Seinfeld, of course. Very big numbers for Seinfeld. And then the third show, which clearly is the third show on the list. Yeah, The Wire. I mean, look, critically acclaimed. You talk to TV critics, they love The Wire. And keep in mind, they love The Wire, even though that fifth season was a disaster. Made-up serial killer. I mean, it's laughable. Bad. But no, the first four seasons were so good that you kind of forget about that. So, those are the returning shows. And today, we have a new entry. And that entry, let's find out who it is. Who is it going to be? (laughs) 
Entourage. Oh, this is a favorite of a lot of people. 8.4 on IMDb. Critics, not so much. Rotten Tomatoes says uh, 66%. That probably, 66%, is probably the lowest total of any show uh, so far. Now, I don't know if it's going to be the lowest total of any of the shows because we still have a ways to go yet. We're not even really halfway through the Regal Tumble. But Entourage uh, was a show that had some real promise, and then it just basically turned into the same thing each week, every week. Uh, but again, this is not about me. This is about you people. So it's your vote. It is on Twitter. It is uh, at Gordon Damer. That is the home of the Regal Tumble, and I'm putting up the vote right now. So now those are your four for today. They are, again, Entourage, The Wire, The Sopranos, and Seinfeld. And I will just, look, it's not up to me, it's up to you. I'm just saying that if this were the actual Royal Rumble and The Wire were to be eliminated by something like uh, Entourage, that would be like the big show being ousted by the gobbledygooker. I think it was the gobbledygooker. Was it the gobbledygooker? I think it was. The gobbledygook? I can't remember. Gobbledygooker, I think. Gobbledygooker, right? Yeah, that was the gobbledygooker. Or Jimmy Superfly Snooker being taken out by Hornswoggle. You know, there was that one guy that they drew abs on. He was like a giant man, and it looked like, you know, they had like a bodysuit on him. And they just drew out. I don't remember what that guy's name was. So I will say it's up to you. It's all in your hands. And uh, I will never forgive you. If this if this thing turns out to be that the uh, the wire gets ousted by something like Entourage, I don't know how you sleep at night. It, that, but it, it's going to be on you. But you can vote right now. It's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up. We'll get more of Met fans. Oh, my God. They're so excited for Steve Cohen. It's my honor uh, to announce the 2020 National League Manager of the Year. And the winner is Don Mattingly of the Miami Marlins. Oh, awesome. Congratulations, Don. Thank you, bud. That's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Like you said, it's, it's exciting. And it is an organizational award. I really feel that way. And for what we've been through the last couple of years, uh, I think it's great for our ownership and and Derek and all the way down through our development, our scouts, analytics. It's like it's a team effort, right? And it just shows that we're on the way. And that's what we've been trying to get to in Miami. Uh, So uh, I don't know if I have to say I accept it. I accept it on behalf of all our guys, our staff our staff, and our great players. So uh, thank you very much. All right, so there's Don Mattingly, courtesy of MLB Network, uh, being named National League Manager of the Year yesterday. And when he got the heave hole from the Dodgers, you know, they made it out like, uh, oh, well, you know, now that we have Don Mattingly out of here uh, and we bring somebody else in, oh, the winning now will start. Now, look, they won this year, so congratulations to the Dodgers. But I felt like Don Mattingly got a little bit of a raw deal with the the, uh, Dodgers there. And, And not so much a raw deal. Maybe it was just time to make a change, but it was almost like he couldn't manage at all. And the obstacles that he overcame this year clearly shows that he can manage. So uh, good for him. Fifth former MVP to win a manager of the year. So, look, uh, I would like to see this now be uh, a catalyst for the push to get him into the Hall of Fame. If Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame 
And he hasn't even managed at all. So he certainly doesn't have a manager of the year award. So congratulations to Don Mattingly. Your moment of inspiration for this uh, Wednesday morning. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York. The Regal Tumble is up and it's rolling on this uh, Wednesday morning. And, of course, uh, the, de- the show today on day number 18 is Entourage. And the questions today, look, you can't have a more divergent uh, choice i think look the sopranos and seinfeld clearly they're going to be okay today's battle really comes down to entourage versus the wire which should be a complete blowout altogether right but you never know some again much like the steve cohen thing about everybody thinks that uh, they have this great will to win you got a show right everybody thinks they have great they've got great taste not everybody does and, and somebody has already uh, criticized my uh, take on the uh, the Mets press conference yesterday, that I was the only uh, person with that idiotic take. Right, because everybody's take was all the same. And that's the problem with, with these press conferences. People think that they mean anything. They don't mean a single solitary thing outside of the fact that the Wilpons are not going to be running the Mets anymore. And anybody outside of the Wilpons is almost certainly going to better, be better, especially because they have the money to actually run the team in the proper way. So great for MetFan. I know you're very, very excited. But again, it's not about saying anything. Think of all the press conferences that we've seen and heard, and people will say all the right... It's easy to say the right things. It's actually hard to do the right things. And now, with the expectation that's set, we have... right. Steve Cohen's not in this for a short-term fix, clearly. But there have to be moves made this offseason. This ain't about a learning curve or anything like that. The expectations that have been set is that this is a whole new day. So now it's it's simple to go out and prove that. Just sign some. You got to go out and make big moves. Go out and make really big moves. Also, somebody on Twitter reminded me that the wrestler I was thinking about was Giant Gonzalez. He had basically just a bodysuit that had like muscles drawn on it. Which really, I mean, that might have been the worst idea. I don't know who came up with that idea, but that was, that was, I don't know what the guy's body would have looked like ordinarily. It would not have been nearly as bad as taking, maybe that's what I need to get in shape. I just need a giant bodysuit with muscles drawn on it. But uh, thanks for that. All right. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. We've already introduced day number 18 of the Regal Tumble, but today is Wednesday. So that, of course, means that it's the third segment. It's time for headlines. Today's headlines. Extra, extra. Okay, so let's start with, this is one that I had yesterday, but it really bears mentioning again. And this comes from the New York Post. Ready? Groundbreaking. Yankees could lose MVP to Mets or Red Sox. They could lose D.J. LeMahieu to the Mets or Red Sox. Yes, the original title for this article was D.J. LeMahieu is a free agent. Yeah, that's how free agency works. Anybody who's a free agent could, technically, sign with anybody who's willing to pay the money. So if, uh, you know, you want to pay them money, they will leave. And D.J. LeMahieu is a free agent. So, yes, the Yankees could lose him to the Mets or Red Sox. I have breaking news. They could lose him to the Dodgers. They could lose him to the Angels. They could lose him, basically, to any baseball team. Yes, that's how free agency works. Moving on. Extra, extra. And it's always this rush to be the first one to say things or first one to... This was a headline. It's time to believe in Tua. Tua Tungavailoa, the Dolphins quarterback. And 
Had a great Sunday. Dolphins got a win against Arizona. I'm a Dolphin fan. Want to be on board? It's time to believe. He's played two games. We're already rushing to judgment in two games. Nobody is questioning his ability. The questions surrounding him are mostly about his health. Can he withstand an NFL season? Believe it or not, an NFL season is longer than two games. So, yes, if he can get through this into the rest of this year without having any injury concerns, great. But you know what's going to happen. All the same people who are saying it's time to believe in this guy. He's proven it. If he goes out this week and gets hurt, nah, see, the Dolphins, they messed up by going with that guy. I knew it the whole time. Moving on. Extra, extra. Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg downsizes his home after $1.75 billion Quibi failure. That's the TV thing on your phone. Like, anybody needs more TV. You can't keep up with all the TV we got. Now they have TV on their phone. Wow, shocker, it didn't work. I really, you know, hearts, thoughts and prayers for Jeffrey Katzenberg after uh, he's going to have to downsize his home after a $1.75 billion. I would think you'd probably have to downsize a lot of things after that, but uh, apparently it's just his home. Moving on. Extra, extra. Scarlett Johansson flashes wedding ring in New York after marrying Colin Jost. Why is that a headline? She flashed it. She's wearing a wedding ring. She married the guy. Now, if she hadn't married the guy, that would be weird. Or if she were in L.A. and she was flashing the ring in New York, that would be strange. But her being in New York, wearing the ring in New York after getting married, I don't know where she got married, but wherever, I don't know why would that be a headline. Yes, obviously, just say, look at her wedding ring. You are you are a gavon for all this type of uh, sensational news. Here's what her wedding ring looks like. And uh, DJ LeMay, he was a free agent. All right, moving on. Extra, extra. All right, let's run down Florida Man this week. Florida Man arrested after meltdown over lettuce. He, yeah, he hit it right there, right? There we go. Extra, All right, we'll just, uh, we're having some technical, I think, issues. All right, I'll just run them down. Florida Man holds dog ransom for $20,000. Dogs don't have that kind of cash. Uh, Florida man breaks into house, exposes himself, and leaves. Usually those guys eat the food. At least this guy didn't eat the food. Florida man uses hurricane debris to build pirate ship. I'm sure his neighbors are thrilled. Florida woman drives truck into lake after hotel does not offer her free breakfast. Look, you, you got you to gotta set a tone when you go to these hotels. I expect free breakfast. Florida man on spiritual journey steals deputy's cruiser and credit card. Florida man bought can of Spam three years ago, noticed the expiration date was November 2020, and decided to save it to eat on election night. Well, that what a fancy dinner that was, a little Spam from three years ago. And then finally, Florida man with Pikachu tattoo accused of attempted murder. In fairness, he's got a lot of tattoos. It's unfair to point out just the Pikachu one, you know? He's got a flaming cross. He's got other things there. He's probably use those ones. All right, that's going to do it for headlines for this week. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776 is the phone number. Coming up, we'll recap everything. We'll get your phone calls involved, so we'll do all that. Steve Cohen, maybe a little update on Tony LaRussa. Boy, that thing has gone swimmingly well so far. Nothing's even happened yet, but uh, things are happening. The Michael K. Show's 20 and 20 contest continues today, 3 p.m. Be listening for your chance at 20 great prizes over 20 days to make your home life a little more enjoyable. Today, guys are giving away a Yeti backpack cooler. It's the 20 and 20 contest. It's brought to you by PC Richardson.
Kansas City Steak, the Bardishan Premium Cocktails on Demand, and of course, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. And we here, myself included, would just like to be say uh, today, of course, Veterans Day, that we're thankful for all the amazing men and women of the armed forces who have served our country, are serving our country, the incredible sacrifices that you make every single day, like Kyle Milnes from Fairlawn, New Jersey, who has served in the, U, uh, the U.S. Army. So to Kyle and all the men and women who have served and are still serving, we here at 98.7 FM would like to thank you for defending our freedom. So for all the vets today, current, former, thank you for all you do and all the sacrifices you continue to make. All right, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. We spent a lot of time today on uh, Steve Cohen and his press conference yesterday. And uh, I would just simply say, A, the biggest takeaway that you got from yesterday is not anything that Steve Cohen said. Everything that he said was pretty much boilerplate stuff of any owner who's coming on. He wasn't brash or, you know, anything. It was just boilerplate stuff. Yeah, we want to compete. We want to win now. We want to win in the future. You know, I'm looking forward to being uh, talking with the fans. Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, the reaction from fans, and at least the fan one I will get, the reaction from the media, oh, my God, he crushed it, he nailed it, he didn't hit a home run, he hit a grand slam, seems like a bit of a stretch, bit of a stretch. Uh, all right, let's get a couple more calls in. Dave on Long Island. Dave, go, my man. Actually, it's Danny from Long Island. Danny, I'm sorry, Danny. Go ahead, my friend. Listen, I was, I was driving to my parking lot here when you said Scarlett Johansson flashes. I cannot tell you how disappointed yeah, I am. Yeah, that yeah, was it really by, took a bad turn yeah, that there was followed for me. I'm by sorry about that, Danny. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no problem. Am I still on? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I said I was so disappointed. Scarlett Johansson was so disappointed when she only flashed a, a wedding ring. I thought, that, yeah. I thought that was going somewhere else. She's a married woman. You know, now. She can't be doing that. Yes, I agree, I agree with you completely on, uh, on the Cohen thing. I just heard that the National League was so impressed that they actually awarded the Mets five wins going into next year. It was <laughs> such a great press conference that they're just going to give them five wins just for that alone. Because yeah. isn't, isn't it all about the press conference? If he killed, if the press conference was terrible, I could kill us. Because next week, if he signs LeMayu, I don't care. I don't, you know, I think the way, the way he, his mannerisms is relaxed. This is a man who's married, who's managed billions of dollars in all over the world. He's not going to be uh, intimidated by the media. Some people never talk before people in their life, no matter how much money they have, so they can't handle the pressure. This guy was very cool. But please, I agree with you. Secondly, if Don Manley goes to the Hall of Fame and Steve Garvey's not, I will not sleep at night. And, he, and having said that, well, I'll get all my You shouldn't day. be sleeping now because Harold Baines is there. Oh, my God. I, I, mean, I think the whole thing That's time. the worst thing Tony LaRusse has ever done. I, I can't even... <laughs> the worst thing Tony LaRusse ever did was... <laughs> I can't top that. Enjoy your day. All right, Danny. Thanks for the call. one 800 Oh, we're almost out of time. Quickly, Spike in Jersey. Spike, go, my man. Steve Cohn did a terrific job with the press conference, but I didn't wake up 30 years younger and in great health today. You know, it was like he did his job. It was, as they say in Brooklyn, burlap plate. I mean, he did a great job. Get some players 
and uh, we'll see what happens. Right. I don't want him to get Lemayu. We're out of time, so I'm going to run. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. It's all well and good to say things. Now, because of what the, the expectations are, Steve Cohen and the Mets have to go out and do things, and they can do things very quickly. We're out of time. We're already out of time. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin are up next. Please vote on the uh, Regal Tumble. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. We'll see you tomorrow at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.